You're listening to the Life Unlocked podcast brought to you by Game Quitters. Your hosts, James and Mattis, will be talking all things personal development without taking ourselves too seriously. We speak from personal experience and years of passion to bring you advice about everything from creativity and focus to quitting technology and lifting weights. With guest interviews and casual conversations, be sure to find something you enjoy, whether you're listening in your car or in the shower. Thanks for tuning in. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Life Unlocked podcast. I'm your host, James, and we've got an interesting episode for you today, something that I've learned a lot more about over the last few months, and I thought I'd give you an overview of this idea of living in a skill-based economy, because I think it could be really helpful for people who are looking for a different career choice but don't really know what direction to take themselves And not only that, I think it's just great advice in general for ensuring you've got some kind of safety net for when or if things don't turn out too well with your current career. Just a word of warning, there is some construction work going on in the background. I might not be able to edit all out, but if you hear anything, that's the culprit. So what is a skill-based economy? So skill-based economy is this idea that in traditional work culture, people specialized with a degree or through certain courses and usually work in a single location in an office or building and they go to work every day and they're very much rooted to one specialty and now we're shifting to small groups of highly talented individuals working remotely from around the world to collaborate on tasks at a cheaper price with better flexibility and usually more reliability, as each person is devoted to a specific skill or has a a range of a few different skills. And because they're solely focused on their work, they're in an environment that lets them work efficiently. They usually do the job to a higher standard. And the benefit of using skill-based workers is it's a lot more adaptable. It's usually lower cost, and it's just more efficient in general. It's not to say that the old way is bad, so to speak. It's always going to be necessary there's some jobs that you just can't replace but for a lot of people it's definitely an option for you to explore and there's a few reasons why that's the case the main one i can think of is the value of getting a college degree is becoming less and less as time goes on you're starting to find more jobs require you to have more education so you might have to get a master's or phd for jobs in the past that you only needed a bachelor for the cost is going up at the same time as the value of the of the final product decreasing. So you're spending ludicrous amounts on your college education. I think I'm about £50,000 in debt, which is nothing to a lot of Americans. <laughs> Sorry to call you guys out, but you've got a problem. But not only is it about the cost, but we're at a time where through the internet, learning skills is easier than it's ever been in history. There's literally never been a better time in history to do something like this. And also by getting involved in it now, you almost get in early, so to speak. It's definitely going to become a lot more popular in the future. We're seeing it now. There's more people choosing specialized location independent work all over the world. It's rising dramatically. It's not to say that you'll never be able to do it because there'll be too many people doing it. But obviously, the sooner you get in, the sooner you can establish your authority and your niche and work for higher prices. And yeah, it's just overall better to start early 
if something is definitely going to reach that point where a lot of people are going to do it. So I thought I'd go through firstly some examples of some great skills that you can learn if it sounds like something that interests you. Some of you know that I recently moved to Chiang Mai in Thailand to initially work with game quitters and now working on my own business. And I honestly can't express enough the difference in my life a couple of months ago to now. It's crazy. The focus, the clarity that I've got now, the determination, just from having that change in environment and getting out of my comfort zone, meeting people. And the people over here are so nice. The food's amazing and cheap. It's just an overall better way of living. And I think in the future, when I do find my success in this skill industry, I'll owe it to moving out to Thailand. That's not to say everyone needs to move out to Thailand. You can live and work anywhere you want. You can still go to an office if you want. It's just my example. And the way I got to that point was initially through web design. I learned how to code, which is a huge, huge skill at the moment. Programming, coding, machine learning, AI, app development, all sorts of stuff. But I learned web design, mostly WordPress, and then transitioned into writing, social media marketing, and then eventually into digital marketing and Facebook advertising. These are all <laughs> all different skills that I've learned about through various means online, through articles, videos, entrepreneurs, listening to what people are saying, taking note of the shifting industries. And sure, I'm not one of the first people to do digital marketing. <laughs> I'm about 25, 30 years too late on that. But, <laughs> but I chose something and I'm sticking with it. But if programming or design aren't your thing, I've come up with a short list of some skills that I think would be great for you to consider, to look into, to research, see if they'd be a good fit for you. So I've already mentioned programming, but you've got all sorts of design. So you can do art, web design, social media, like graphic stuff. You can do drawing. There's plenty of freelance artists who are able to make a living off of their work. I know a guy that does computer design for movies so promotional posters and he's doing all right you can also get into videography which is a huge skill at the moment it's going to be even bigger soon video is the number one content source on the web it's hugely in demand and the sooner you get into that the better but there is quite a big cost associated with that to get started up whereas most other things are pretty easy to get into you just need a laptop and alongside videography photography is always popular it's always been popular and continues to be there's always going to be a need for people to take great photos and while smartphones are doing a lot of the work now nothing can beat a trained photographer who has a great eye for detail and can really see the picture for what it supposed to be that can tell a story instead of just taking a snapshot and again i also mentioned writing so this could be writing blog articles, copywriting for sales pages, email writing, meta. Um, I've met someone who edits fiction books. That's all they do. They <laughs> charge about $50 an hour and do editing. And they're currently living on an island in the south of Thailand. Marketing is always a big one. So many avenues to cover here. You can go into social media, Facebook, digital, traditional, local business, email, advertising, Google, YouTube, strategy, funnels, loads of stuff. Marketing isn't going anywhere. People always need to sell. If you can establish yourself as a true authority figure in a really specific niche, you are sorted. If you can become an expert at one particular type of marketing and really sell your skills, you can do incredibly well. The same goes for all of these. The further you can niche down, 
when you decide on what you want to do. So if you say you want to do photography and after learning for a while, you decide to focus something a bit narrower, you could, for example, say that instead of just doing photography, you want to focus on doing headshots for up and coming musicians that have just moved to New York. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the further you can niche down, it sounds ridiculous, something that specific, but not only can you charge more, but you'll become an authority figure and you can use that to a whole load of other advantages in the rest of your life. Next up on the list is consulting. And this can be done in pretty much any area that you want, as long as you're an authority figure or an expert or you can solve a problem that people want to fix, you can work on consulting. There's a ton of resources out there. I'm not the guy for that. Uh, this kind of ties into programming, but AI, machine learning, is going to be really huge in the future. I made a friend yesterday with this girl who's learning about AI, learning to code, and it's a hugely promising field that'll definitely start booming up in the near future. And the last thing I put on my list is languages. If you've got a natural affinity to learn languages or you're already pretty fluent in a couple, like I know a lot of non-native English speakers are, then you could get a career in translation or teaching or a whole host of other things. And it's hugely in demand all over the world. If you just look for the opportunities, they're there. And you might not even realize that you've got the qualifications for it only to find out that you're overqualified and you can start traveling and living an amazing life right now if you really wanted. But that's just a short list of things I came up with a pretty spur of the moment. There's loads more out there. The best thing to do is try a few, see what you like, see what you don't like. If you know you want to try something, give it a go. Really get into it for six to 12 months and become the best person that you can at that and become an expert. And it's something I've become quite proficient at over the years i probably blame it on my <laughs> on my gaming being ruthlessly obsessive with it but in the past i've always found it pretty easy to go from zero knowledge to professional level within around about three to six months uh, i got my first photography paid gig within two months of picking up a camera uh, i was a full-time web developer after four or five months of learning my first uh, <laughs> hello world in html and Marketing, again, the amount that I've learned in the last week or two is kind of crazy. And I feel like I've got a lot more knowledge than already a lot of people in the industry that have been doing it for quite some time. So how do I do that? Uh, I've, <laughs> it's something I've tried to think about a lot because I really want to know. And apart from just becoming, like I said, ruthlessly passionate and obsessive, I can't think of what else you can do. It's basically the way that my process works is I find something that I become passionate about and I've got that desire to learn more. You know when you can feel it and you become consumed by it, you start thinking about it all the time, dreaming about it. And the first thing I always do during that first week is research. I'll spend a bunch of time checking out the best tools for me to learn. If I'm trying to code, I'll do a comparison of all the different coding websites, free, paid, what have other people done. I'll look at videos, articles, Reddit's a great resource. Things like the programming, photography, digital nomad, subreddits, all of these are amazing resources. And I try to absorb as much information as I can in as short a space as possible so that I give myself the best path towards learning a skill. Just trying to expedite the process as much as possible and speed it up so that I can get earning money, getting clients as soon as possible because that's the hard part. And what I found helpful with that is to try and sell yourself before you're ready. Don't 
wait until you think you know enough because you'll never know enough. You need to sell yourself first and just learn it as you go. You'll learn a lot more on the job doing experience than you will if you try and look up everything online and then fail as soon as you get your first client. You're better off getting that out of the way first. Take action, make some sales, get yourself off the ground and I guarantee you'll speed up your learning process massively. But tying into that, one of the big things, if you are going this freelance route, it's not so bad if you are working with a company or an agency or something, but if you're going the freelance route, you need to learn how to sell yourself and market yourself effectively. There's a ton of information out there of how to do it, how not to do it, uh, the best practices, and how to build it up over time. But the best piece of advice I can give is just to try, fail, try again, and don't stop trying until you eventually get those sales you need. They're out there. You just need to either get better at it or do it more. Don't just send three emails and be done with it. Send 300 every month <laughs> or 30 a week or something. A lot more than you think you should. Because eventually some of them are going to reply. And that's all you need. One or two to get back to you. Finally, the last thing I'll say about this process of learning as much as possible. Build a routine. There's no point trying to learn something this way if you're just going to go about it randomly you can't say oh i'll I'll do some practice today i'll study coding today i'll learn a language for a few minutes every day you need to be incredibly strict and hold yourself to much higher standards when you're doing something like this for example it's taken a month for me to settle in here but my routine now is pretty much the same every day I wake up at 9am, go to the gym, protein shake and breakfast, go to a coffee shop, work for a few hours, go get lunch, go to another coffee shop, work for a few hours, food, and then do some more work in the evening and chill for a bit. And I'm happy to do that every day. I'll put in time for my hobbies a couple of times a week. I'll meet some friends, but generally that always stays the same. And when I was learning to code, I was working in a restaurant every day from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. till 11 p.m. That was every day. So I'd always make sure I had time to exercise. And then I'd do one hour of coding before work in the morning, two hours when I got back in the afternoon, and then maybe squeeze them in at nighttime before bed. So that's three or four hours every single day for four or five months before I was in a position to be able to sell my skills as a professional, which sounds like a long time, but it's a lot shorter than most people get to that point. So try and come up with a routine, stick to it. Don't neglect your physical health, your mental health. Try to maintain a balance, leave time for your hobbies. It's super important that you don't get burnt out because you can overwork. I've done it before. And in the long run, it's just not going to be good for you. I definitely recommend reading the book Deep Work so you can learn how to cut up your time into two or three hour blocks of extremely focused work and you'll get more done in those couple of hours than most people do in entire weeks. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous, but it's, it's crazy. Once you get into that state, you do so much work, you're so productive, it's almost unbelievable. But I think that covers pretty much everything I wanted to say. Like I said earlier, This idea of a skill-based economy doesn't mean that you have to pack up all your bags and go and travel to Asia or South America or Europe. You can still live the life you're leading now. It just means you've got flexibility and adaptability in case things go wrong. You're always in a position to sell. You can connect with people all over the world, make money uh, from anywhere in the world if you want to. And it gives you some stability knowing that no matter what goes on, you can always make more money 
if you want to. It's not to put anyone off from like the age traditional nine to five, get a degree, work his way up the corporate ladder kind of thing. I think there's plenty of people that that's the right career choice for. And in a lot of ways, I think it's preferable to do something like that. But I wanted to make this episode for those people that have perhaps thought about it in the past, going this different direction. And I definitely recommend giving it a go. My life has changed incredibly since I <laughs> since I left my job as a waiter and decided to focus on building skills that I could leverage for a monetary gain. And it's always scalable. I can always make more money if I want, or I can make less if I feel like I'm working too hard. I get to choose if I want to go to an island uh, south of Thailand or to Bali, Japan, I can do that. And my work goes with me. It's the flexibility that I value. And I think a lot of other people will value that too. If they're feeling a lack of fulfillment in their, their work, things a great way for you to achieve that. I think that's all I've got to say. <laughs> if you've got any questions, send us a message at Game Quitters everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And as always, thanks for listening.